Hello, stackers. You all know well that we are affiliates of Dice Envy. If you want dice, beautiful, beautiful dice, check them out. They have new sets coming all the time. So check them out at DiceEnvy.com. Actually, using the link in our show notes will allow you to not only purchase dice like normal, but we'll get a small part of that, which we will then feed into the show. And for those of you who have bought dice using our link, thank you so much. We appreciate it. You have helped to support our show while you get some dice for yourself. And right now there's a contest going on. The top affiliate each month will get a $100 bonus with no extra effort on our part. So if you buy enough dice that we become the top affiliate sellers for Dice Envy, we'll get 100 bucks for the month. And of course, that's going to go right back into the show. In fact, $100 would cover our podcast uh, subscription for a year. That's super helpful. So yeah, if you have been thinking about getting dice... Help us out, stackers. Yeah, do it. Bring it. BattleBards, BattleBards.com. Wonderful sounds, and you'll hear more of that in this episode. Check them out, BattleBards.com. Prime subscriptions are available, and if you use our code of STACK, you'll get 20% off of that. You'll get access to streaming sound effects, and you can use tools to build up soundscapes for your game, BattleBards.com. Check us out on Twitter and Instagram at Dice, by email at stack.o.dice at gmail.com, and our wiki is vardalon.fandom.com. And the question today comes from Michael. Yes, and this question is for the DM, which, you know, you, he's answered questions in the past, but I don't think we've ever actually done this where we've just asked you a question. Yeah, go for it. I'm scared. So knowing what you know about the the, the game, this campaign, this mm-hmm. whole game, and uh, assume you were coming into this as a brand new character to join the party, what type of character would you choose to be and Why? And I'll say why you think. The reason why I say that is because I think this team is pretty good. We've got the, a healer. We've got a just a, a savage beast as far as a, a, a you know, and then we got the weirdo. Um, so when I'm, And then we have a couple magic casters. So, I mean, as a team, we do pretty well. Uh, so how would you augment this team uh, and, you know, and with, with... As a fourth player? Yeah, as a fourth yeah. player. Huh. Personally, I would think of... No, 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 it's not you. Get out of here. It's for the Daddy. DM. I think a good way to round out this team would be to add maybe a little bit of stealth because you don't have that aspect so much. So a rogue might not be a bad idea. And there's enough variance within the rogue class with the base subclasses and then the additional subclasses in Xanathar's and in Unearthed Arcana where you could really do some fun stuff. Another fun thing to try, I think, would be an artificer where you bring some mechanical capability that doesn't rely on magic so much. Now, artificers do have a lot of magic in the Unearthed Arcana articles, but um, I don't know. I'd have to kick that around a little bit, but I think a rogue would be an easy fit. Like you said, you've got magic, you've got healing, you've got savagery. The rogue would add some savagery, but in a stealthy way, because that sneak attack is just horrible. (laughs) I think it starts out at 6d6 or something like that. It starts off as a one d as an extra 1d6. I think 66 is max. Okay. Yeah, so by the time you get maxed out in sneak attack damage, you're doing the damage for a sneak attack with a regular attack roll and then you're adding up to 6d6 extra damage. I actually think it's 10d6. Okay, even better. <laughs> so you're adding tons of damage on top of whatever strike you get. Of course, you have to maneuver, you have to stay out of the way and find your spot. But once you got it, so would so would you be like a gnome in that regard, or would you would you stay human or what? I started out this game telling you that the races would be somewhat limited, and I think 
gnome would kind of fall in that category. Okay. Okay. So probably a human, but like a small human. Why did you look at me when you said that? Because <laughs> you're asking the question. <laughs> and you're small. <laughs> and human. Uh, and human. Thanks. <laughs> does that answer it? Yes, it does. Okay. It would be a difficult thing, and I'd probably deliberate quite a bit longer on what I actually wanted to do. I love magic classes. But again, this low fantasy style campaign is obviously a little detrimental to that. I personally would want to uh, add a more versatile spellcaster to the party because, uh, I mean, I'm mostly heals with a little bit of damage spells. Uh, Wamberbatch is almost all uh, damage abilities and whatnot. And so having a more versatile spellcaster that maybe has some divination, conjuration, alteration, all the Asians. Tarnation. Tar- <laughs> would definitely be very useful to get some more supernatural augmented abilities, giving us uh, better ways to see what's up ahead and, and stuff like that. I'm thinking, though, I could, I could maybe fill a little bit of that gap with my diminution stuff a little later on. Because I can get down, when I get to the max, I can get down to less than an inch thick. Or an inch tall. (laughs) And so... (laughs) I get super skinny. (laughs) T-H-I-C-C. And uh, and then, of course, even with the the miniature form, I can get pretty small. Remember I got naked that last time. Yes, we Yes, you did. Yeah, you won't let us forget it. We. (laughs) The we men. Follow a band of intrepid friends as they seek to understand the world changing around them, and as they work together to face a growing evil. Enter a world of adventure and mystery in Vardalon. Last time, the party made it out of the swamp. There were some more of those vegetable creature things moving around, so they made a hasty retreat, not wanting to tangle with any more. They came out of the swamp and saw a hill ahead of them, started to go up the hill, and were hit by all sorts of weirdness. There were some tense moments between the characters, and eventually they made it to the top where it seemed like there was a haven, and after sorting through a few things, Peter fell unconscious, they made their way down the hill, and that's where we are picking up Who's ready to tell a story? Me. Me? Ahead of you, the wisp, the newly formed wisp, bobs in the air. Tira, you have opened your eyes again and see it hovering there. It's white is a somewhat comforting presence in the gloom of the area. Wamberbash, you're still overhead. Your wings unfreeze and you're able to fly again. <laughs> and uh, that's what you see below you. Have we come to a stop, or are we still following it? I'd say you're still moving, unless you choose to tell Porkmeat to stop. And, and it, it essentially uh, will change or vary its speed to be slightly ahead of us as fast as we're going. Correct. I'm going to say that once we broke that line where the, the, the anxiety and the unease slipped behind, and I kind of drew that shuddering breath at the end of the last episode, and I opened my eyes, I kind of just sort of... Uh, not even thinking about it, pulled pork meat up to uh, more of a canter. Okay. I'm, I'm going to land because surely it's got my hours up almost for my, my wings. Yeah, let's say, let's say that you're beginning to feel mm. a prickling in your back that is indicative of your wings beginning to shed. 
Cause that's in the past. That's what we've talked yeah, about. Yeah, yeah. Okay. So you make your way down, you land, and then maybe a minute or two later, you hear a crackling sound. And then the wings just kind of slough Ow, off. Man. <laughs> I hate Snap, when that crackle, pop. <laughs> <laughs> all right. So you're all back together. Peter, you are still out. You think it's safe for us to take off this binds? I think so. I really do. I think that the feeling will have subsided with being away from that hill. Can you do me a favor? Can you take half of these star stones? I think that's a wise idea. We shouldn't have them all in one place. All right, so I'm going to hand her three. I'm a little nauseous when I pick up all three of them. Four. But, uh, oh, I'll hand four yeah, of them. Yeah, because you hit eight of them. Okay, okay, that's right. Yeah, they clack into your hand, and they begin to turn yellow, and you, the world, swims around you, Tira. Ugh. How, how were you able to carry these? Well, I had them in my bag. But they didn't bother you? I feel ill. You're holding them in your in yeah, put, put the palm in a, of your put hand. Put them in a pack yeah. or something. Um, uh, okay. Um, all right, so I'm going to quickly get down my backpack and, and dump them in. Okay. They clatter around and disappear down the edges of the backpack, yeah. <laughs> as they always do. Go right to the bottom of the Yeah, purse, of course. Yeah. yeah. Does that help? Yeah, the feeling passes. Okay. Wamberbash, what's up? Wait a second. I still have my, my bag that has those little furry balls that when I add water, like a mogwai, it becomes... That's right. I I, we could have used one of the hyenas against uh, those creatures and stuff. Ugh. I got to remember that I got that thing. Okay, okay. Yeah. Maybe you should write it at the top of your character yeah, sheet yeah. or Mog something. Wise. Tan bag. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I meant to bring that up to you because I keep forgetting it. But I think of it at the weirdest times, like during meetings or <laughs> whatever. <laughs> yeah, yeah, he really needs to remember that. So, uh, yeah, thank you for remembering that. Okay, the valley stretches southward from where you are, and that's the direction that the wisp is headed. Uh, And remember from our last episode, south toward the south end of this valley of the hollow, you did see a stretch of golden sand and a waterfall. And that doesn't seem to be where we're headed? It is. It is, okay. I think it's safe to take Peter's binds off, but let's just let him come to on his own. I think the farther we are from this hill when he wakes up, the the less danger there is that he's going to be overcome by that weird thing again. Got it. Peter is now unbound. Okay. The ropes part, or I guess you untie them. Yeah, yeah. And after a little bit of jogging on the back of the horse, Peter, you find yourself waking back up. This is reminiscent of last episode. (laughs) (laughs) Bash! (laughs) Peter's awake, and I guess that's it for him. Okay. You feeling better, Peter? Bash! <laughs> I'm sorry. Apparently, he hit his head at some yeah. point in time. I don't know when, but... <laughs> Losing his language skill. Yeah, I think so. Do you remember anything that happened to you? Oh, you remember everything. Yep. No hard feelings, right? I mean, I, I was just trying to help. Really? I, under- I understand. Okay, I was about to say... What? I, I mean, I said it just to be nice, but I mean, <laughs> if you want to throw down, you can throw down. <laughs> <laughs> Prepare to be divine smote. The horse canters on. You're making your way and let's say an hour. No, not not even an hour. I said it was about two miles distant. Mm -hmm. On a horse, you're looking at maybe 20 minutes, if that. Eventually, the air begins to feel cooler. And there begins to be little traces of moisture on the trees and on the walls of the the hollow around you as the waterfall spray is beginning to fill the air. I'm going to run up to the water if I can. I, I want to describe it briefly. Okay, okay. 
there's a stretch of golden sand. It's maybe a hundred feet of sand from the beginning of it to the edge where the wall is of the hollow. The waterfall is maybe 20 feet wide and it just tumbles straight down from some ledge up above. But as it gets to a certain point, there's been some kind of rock or stone contrivance that's been built into the cliff. And so the waterfall hits it in parts to either side and there's a cave entrance across the sand. How deep is the water to that cave entrance? The cave entrance itself is approachable by the sand. Oh, okay, okay. And then the water just falls to either side and forms pools there that, that shimmer outward from where the water splashes down. I'm going to dip my finger in the water and put it on my, my um, tongue just to make sure it's sweet, not bitter. Is it is It, it is drink? sweet in every sense of the word. There's, there's a light sweetness to it, like you haven't drunk water for a long time. I'm like, mm, this is good. You guys might want to get some of this. So. I'm going to fill up yeah, my I'm going to fill up my, my, my water bladder as well. A few. I was afraid we were going to have to chop down a tree and toss the log into the water. <laughs> <laughs> I'm going to drink some of the water and fill up my skins. You all feel rejuvenated. No effect, but mm-hmm. you just feel better. And in fact, the gold color of the sand is a splash of color that you're just not seeing elsewhere. And so this place just feels better all around. I'm going to take a handful of the sand and I'm going to put it in one of my little packs. Okay. Add that to your inventory. Is it real gold in the sand? Just don't mix it in with your uh, spices. Ooh. <laughs> 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 what? This is terrible. Um... I don't know if stone cunning applies here, but I mean, does anything about the sand catch my eye extra? The sand? No. Uh, you you know, wouldn't be able to tell anything about it. Um, I mean, like running my fingers through it. It's very fine, like being on a very nice beach. Do I recognize the type of mineral that this would have been ground from? Made no, from? no. Is in it's not noteworthy or I don't recognize it? It's not noteworthy. Okay. And you don't recognize it. What about the cave entrance? Does it look like it's a natural cave or like it was made? Through the splash of the water, the haze that's there, it looks like maybe it started out natural and more as like a hollow in the rock, but then you can see tool marks also. So it's kind of a combination of the two. But definitely definitely the beginning of it was natural. So someone just took advantage of this location to make a hiding place or something. I think we need to go in there. Do you feel anything? Uh, do you think do you feel any, like there might be danger or, or something at all? I mean, I'm mm. looking around myself trying yeah. to see if I see like lookout holes because this is an entrance. There's no sign yeah, no of... no way sil- to get back out except that. Yeah, you know? yeah. The I, feeling of being watched has intensified the further mm. south you've gone in the valley. Obviously, this is a habitable cave ahead of you, but the feeling of being watched seems to be coming from behind you. There's a, okay. almost like a prickling in your back yeah. and between your shoulder blades. The only danger I'm actually sensing feels more behind us, like we're being followed almost. Great. That means I saw the fiasco on the hill. You saw the fiasco <laughs> That means on they the saw the fiasco on the hill. Which is just straight up embarrassing. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. <laughs> was, that was it's sad. Not, okay, I'm going to a- approach and kind of stand right in the archway of this opening... As you approach, you begin to see carvings in the stone around the... It's like if you're standing in the archway and look Mm -hmm. up, it's on the inside of the arch. Can I read it? It's a flowing script that does not look familiar to you. Do you two see this? There are markings here. I know Edeline, Elvish, Dwarvish, and Von Heider. It seems to be an odd 
composite of Elvish script and Dwarvish. And that's really weird because even though you know Elvish script from basically legend, uh, as far as you know, elves are just a thing of legend, but it's here and you've never seen it outside of a book. But it seems to say something about the wolf's lair. Well, it's, it's, it seems like it's a, you said a composite of Elvish and Dwarvish. Well, do I not recognize any characters either? You recognize segments of letters, but not enough to really string together the meaning of it. These, some of these markings almost look Dwarvish. I wonder if this couldn't have been made by dwarves, could it? It doesn't quite look like a Dwarvish style. It's Elvish and Dwarvish. I just see some lines. Elvish and Dwarvish. Yep. Elves, elves and dwarves don't go together. That's, that's a different world, I think. <laughs> Uh, it says something about the wolf's den. Wolf's den? Yep. So are we going in here, or...? Is it dark down the passage? Yeah. <laughs> you go first. No. What can I see if I look down the passage, or in, in, if I'm looking into the cave, what am I seeing? It goes maybe 50 feet and then makes a hard jog to the right. I think are it makes sense for here? you to go first, though. No light. Yeah, yeah, oh, definitely. No light at all. So once we get inside enough that the whatever light's coming from outside, there's going to be none? It'll be dim. It'll be dark. Mm-hmm. So we'll need torches. Yeah. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna, I'm gonna to have my panabas drawn out just in case something okay. happens. All right. I'm gonna you hear a, a shh sound as Lomberbass draws oh, his panabas like, out. <laughs> oh, okay. <laughs> but again, the roar of the waterfall is, is partially masking that sound. I think we need to get under cover of this cave. I just... I just feel like we were followed here. All right. I'm going to have you go first. Peter's in the middle. And I'm going to bring up the rear with kind of like my back. Mm-hmm. I'm relying on you guys to be looking yeah, yeah, forward. Yeah, yeah, Gotcha. And I'm going to be like kind of like looking behind just to make mm-hmm. sure we're not followed or just to. I'm going to see what the light is like because I don't want to draw attention to us as we get in there. So I'm going to see how well I can see once we are beyond the reach of the outside light. Gotcha. And Before. the two of you are following behind. Yeah, yeah, and I, like as we get further in and it gets darker and darker, I'm getting closer, like <laughs> closer to, walk to, to Peter, and I'm like my butt is touching him because oh. I'm like. Uh, and Peter hey. suddenly stops. <laughs> <laughs> uh, before you go in, what are you gonna do with pork meat? Um, is it it large enough for me to lead him in with us? It is. He's coming in with us. a lot of noise, though. Clank, clank, clank on the stone. As soon as he leaves the sand and hits the stone floor, it'll definitely be metal on stone. Can we, can you lock him? Like, can you, like, have him sit there and wait for us and, like, like lock? Put the club on him. (laughs) Yeah. I was thinking along those lines. Can you take the key out? I mean. I'm going to lock the doors on a a pork meat. (laughs) Uh, I think I. Yeah, that's what I was doing. I think. I, I. I kind of want to leave him out of here, but I also do not. Does he? He has a star stone source, right? It's not visible. Um, but is it like accessible to pull it out like a battery? You've not really looked at your horses like that. Hey, pop the hood. I'm just wrong, <laughs> and uh, see if there's a battery back there. Wrong, <laughs> Peter. I know you don't want to leave him here, but I don't. <laughs> you find yourself being swiftly kicked. <laughs> Sticking your head up is weird. No, no, not my head. <laughs> my, not his head. <laughs> your hand? Yes. <laughs> oh, Sorry, why don't you start I'm that? I'm trying over. to be serious there. Yeah, you are. 
Peter, I know you don't want to leave Porkbeat the second behind. And it would it would be terrible if we if we lost him, but I just I don't know that it's worth bringing him in and drawing all this attention to ourselves. We need to go carefully. You're right. I'm going to leave him out and alone to die, as Tira suggested. He paws at the sand, but stays put. Isn't there somewhere we can kind of conceal him, like behind the water or Just something? Dunk, sure. him, dunk him in the water. <laughs> no, no, no. Peter, I'll tell you what. Lead him over here and park, park him, I suppose. Leave him standing right up next to the cave wall behind the water, so if anybody walks up, they won't immediately see him anyway. True enough. We're ready. Okay. Right, so having done that, uh, the way is clear. All right, I'm going to head in. You start walking down. You make it about 40 of the 50 feet before the bend in the hall. Tira, can you see? And there is a greenish glow coming from around the bend. I see a green light around this corner. Can't see anything. As you turn your head to look back and talk to her, you do see some of that greenish glow. It's not as strong to you as it is to Tira, but it's enough of a differentiation. We're almost to it. Just hold on. Keep, keep coming forward. Just follow us. You make your way forward carefully and come to the bend, and to the right, there is glowing lichen on the walls. It's, it's that phosphorescent lichen, almost like from Flenmore. And you see here, too, that it has been trimmed and maintained. So it is formed, it, it basically runs along the base, but it's been cut off at a certain height, and so it's, it's like a line of lichen at floor level giving a soft, luminescent glow up. All right, so I kind of throw my left arm out. I'm leaning up against that wall to mm-hmm. the right so I can look around, throw my left arm out until they both have caught up to me and say, okay, stop here. And I'm looking just around that corner to see the, the lichen and that it's, it's trimmed like that. I think people are living in here. This, is, this has been cut. It's almost like it's, it's a pathway leading in to where people are staying. Follow behind me, but let's go slowly. I turn the corner and continue. You make your way, and the lichen begins to gradually rise up. It's, It's a very gentle curve up the wall, and by the time it gets to the full height, where it's nice and bright, the room opens out into a chamber. As you step into the chamber, you notice that it's a high ceiling, probably a good 20 to 30 feet up, and it comes to almost like a a vault, like a four-way arch that Mm -hmm. meets in the middle of the ceiling, Mm -hmm. and it's very skillfully constructed. Tira, your breath catches, yeah, your your breath catches as you see this. And then off to the left in this room, there's an inset, and there are two still figures wearing cloaks. I am going to make a Lord of the Rings reference here. The swords that the elves use in that flashback scene where it's back to the wars with Mordor, with mm-hmm. uh, with um, Sauron, Sauron uh, where they have these long-handled swords and they flip them up. It's that kind of sword. Uh, basically, you can see a slight twitch of the head to the right to look at you as you approach, but other than that, they make no movement. What, what are they? What kind of creatures are they? They are cloaked and hooded. They appear to be humanoid, but they make no sound whatsoever as you approach. Is there anything, I mean, is it just a big cavernous room or is there anything else in it besides them? There, in the inset, there is an, a barred door. It's a door only for bards. 
I'm going to, I'm going to make my way forward towards them. Okay. So you step into the room. Mm-hmm. Uh, basically you're in the central, you're entering the central part of the west wall of this room. Mm-hmm. You come in and it's, it's a good 40 feet across. Uh, so basically imagine a, a square 40 foot floor plan. And to the left in the center of that south wall is the doorway with the guard on either side of the door. I'm going to make my way forward and stop maybe eight or ten feet okay. in, in front of them. As you approach, the swords come up and cross over the doorway, but they, again, still make no noise. The swords don't make any noise or the people don't make any noise? Yes. Hmm. Uh, ask if we can pass. You shall not <laughs> pass. Um, all right. I take one step forward. Get out of my way. Yeah, well. <laughs> yeah. The greenish glow suffuses this room and it casts an unearthly light on things. It might be playing tricks with your eyes, but there's just something not quite right about these figures. One of them points at you, Tira, and then holds his hand out in a questioning way. All right, I'm going to put my hand on my chest uh, and just say, I am Tira of the Iron Stag Delve in Moraga. The hand points at Wamberbash. Uh, I'm, I'm Wamberbash. I'm from Moraga. The hand points at Peter. Peter Greyhawk. Priest of Basham of Arden. The two figures do a smart inward face. They both nod their heads slightly, and then both hands reach toward the doors simultaneously and pull them open. They open silently. Thank you. I'm just going to walk forward. The three of you file through the doorway. As we pass, I'm going to kind of shoot sidelong glances. Do I see, can I see what's under their hoods? Their hoods are pulled down low. And their faces are in the recessed shadow, so you cannot make that out, no. Can I see their hands? You can see their hands. They are wrapped in cloth. I continue through. Who's the last one? Me. Okay. At Wamberbash, as you file through, there's a distance of about five feet, and then the two guards enter behind you and close the doors. There's a slight click as the doors come back together that echoes through this hallway. Again, it's luminescent, and now the lichen is on the ceiling. Again, very neatly trimmed, and you make your way down this hall. And they're just staying by the door. They're not following us. They are following you. Oh, okay. I'm going to, like, scoot back a little for, <laughs> a little closer to, to Peter uh-huh. and just, like, kind of keep looking back as we walk just to see. Do they keep a steady distance away from us, though? Yes, they do. Fantastic. It's Ooh. about a five to ten foot gap between your group and them. And then after only 30 feet... This short hallway opens out into a large chamber. At the far end, at the south end of this hall, is a raised platform with a throne and a figure sitting on it. And I'm going to put on a cloak to try something out. Emperor Palpatine? (laughs) (laughs) The figure rises as you walk in and just stands there. It's all very silent. Your feet are the only ones making any noise. There are recessed galleries. So imagine a a series of columns going down the left and right side of this room. It's about a 50-foot long room, 40 feet wide. 
and you are in the middle of the 40-foot width. So you're walking down this smooth stone floor. There are pillars on either side of the walls, so 20 feet to your left and 20 feet to your right. There's a, a line of pillars, a colonnade going down, and behind that there seems to be recessed seating. It's all very dark, back in the shadows. Again, you have a very strong feeling of eyes upon you. Who are we supposed to be finding again? The name of the peoples? They are the Wolf Witani. Wolf Witani, okay. And the king, if you want to do a quick history check, well, no, I won't do that to you. Uh, the king's name is Aird Wolf. Aird Wolf. Now we know who to ask for if we get up there. Yeah. Um, it doesn't seem like any of these just out of sight eyes are making any moves as we approach. Right. Yeah, it's very still in the room. It, you're the only ones moving and the guards behind you. All right. Well, um, you said the figure on the throne is the one that stood up. Correct. Okay. Once he stands and his robes twitch into place, there's no more movement from this figure. All right. I'm going to move forward. Okay. Same thing to about eight to ten feet in front of him and stop. Okay. When, when we stop, I'm going to kneel down, actually. Okay. Like on your knees, Neil. Yeah. Okay. Uh, on down on one knee. Okay, gotcha. I was also going to get down on on a knee. Okay, so now you're all the same height. Good. Yeah, I was gonna say I'm not doing it. <laughs> <laughs> all right, Tira. I'm just gonna put my hand on my chest like this, and I'm gonna say, "I am Tira Ironstag of the Ironstag Delve, Moriga." Seems to work last time. Welcome, Tira. Iron Stag. I am Erd Wolf. What brings you here? We are in search of a group of Watani to encourage them to reunite with their brothers. He chuckles. <laughs> you seek the Watani, yes? You have found the Watani. Why do you seek the Witani? Uh, at this point, I look up to Peter. <laughs> Why are you bringing me into this? <laughs> I'm not intimidated. Yeah. I just don't, you know what I'm saying? It's like... Uh, Refer to the guy who's versed in the world lore. Yes, please. <laughs> Great King Erdwolf. We were sent by the Martianess because... Great enemies harry the borders of not only her kingdom, but the kingdoms of all the Witani, as you no doubt know. Again, you feel, rather than hear, a stirring along the galleries, but then the feeling subsides. She has sent us to go out to the two other great Witani nations in an attempt to reunify before you are all destroyed one by one. There's a pause as you finish speaking. And then the ground rumbles again. Now there's definite sounds from the galleries. A murmuring that rises to a low decibel level and then drops off. We are not unfamiliar with these events. But why do you come to us? Strength through unity. You, the Watani, stand as one people or die alone. Do you know how long we have lived here? Hundreds of years. 
Yes. And we have been content in our solitude. Why would you drag us out of this? Because it is in the interest of all the Watani people. If you do not help them, they will fall. And if they fall, these marauders will find you. They will smoke you out of your dens and slaughter you. There is quiet talk from the galleries. To leave this place after so long would be troublesome for my people. You must certainly understand that we have many protections in place. Yes. At this point, Tira's going to step forward because she's getting irritated. Are you afraid to leave here? Tira, if I may. You have protections, yes. Did that stop us, a mere three men, and a lady dwarf from reaching the throne room? You have been watched the entire way. We are aware. We were aware. Yeah, <laughs> I'm going to whisper and say, hey, let's dial this down a little bit and be a little bit more respectful. You can jump forward and say something. Yeah, you, you can show us how it's oh, done. bash. <laughs> Tira's going to sort of shrug, almost, uh, I don't know. Nonchalantly. Nonchalantly with the touch of irritation, I suppose. I'm going to step forward. If you're too afraid to join with your brothers, you can just wait till the death and destruction comes to your doorstep. Don't say we didn't warn you. Fear has nothing to do with decision. Well, then... What does? Laziness. You feel a sense of amusement emanate from him? Let us just say, we would not fit in anymore. What do you mean? What are you hiding under your cloak? Hiding? Nothing. But we have changed from our brethren over the years. I'm sure that won't matter. Oh, it will matter. And why would it matter? To them, it matters. I'm going to step forward and uh, say, My lord, with all due respect, they've accepted me, and I am different. And at that point, I am going to expel three psi points, and I'm going to uh, change my appearance to a wolf. Okay, give me a moment. Oh... For one thing, Wamber Bash, your sense of smell has returned. You smell the dankness. Uh, this happened before you entered the cave. I forgot to mention that. Roll me a d6. Two. You feel a sudden gnawing hunger inside of you. You turn into the wolf. Uh, is it a, an actual wolf or like a it's, humanoid wolf? It's a humanoid wolf. Okay, gotcha. Um, right, because you're not wild shaping like right, a druid. You're, right. you're keeping your humanoid form. Yeah. You notice that through the transformation process, as the, as the bones begin to crack and warp uh, to accommodate the new form in Womberbash, uh, Tira and Peter, you notice uh, that he seems gaunt. So you absolutely assume the form, and again, there's a, a low murmur from the galleries, and even King Erdwolf takes a slight step backward. And I'm going to say, uh, obviously, more of like a growl, like my voice has changed, obviously, but I'm going to say... If 
if they can accept me, I'm sure that they can accept their brothers. Arrow the wolf raises his head to speak. Then there is a violent tremor in the earth. Whoa. There is the sound of cracking and dust drifts down from the ceiling. And then there is a splintering sound from somewhere deep in this complex of caverns. The shaking is going on the whole time. It's probably rumbling for a good 10 seconds, which in an earthquake sounds, Mm -hmm. it feels like a long time. And then silence again. And then you hear hurrying footsteps coming from one of the remote cavern entrances from one of the sides of this large room. And a figure comes running in on padding feet. And then he sees there's an audience, stops for a moment, shakes his head, again, a cloaked figure, and steps forward and whispers something to Erdwolf. Erdwolf's head goes down in the cloak. He brings his hand up into the shadowy recesses of his hood and strokes his chin. Is his hand bandaged like the guards? Yes. It would seem you have come at an opportune time. If you would have our attention, you would do something for us. Tira is a little bit distracted from the rumbling. It's a bit reminiscent of the Delve collapse, I'm, I'm imagining. Very good. What is happening? What, what was that earthquake? Does that happen often? Only recently. Okay, you are in danger. You are all in danger. Leaving these caves may be more prudent than you think. Alas, we cannot just leave right now. Why not? How much do you know of our history? We came here hundreds of years ago. Because we had something that our brothers did not appreciate. A stone of wondrous power. It is a treasured relic of ours. But my servant tells me that the chamber in which we keep it has just collapsed into a previously unknown chamber below. If you would have our attention, and it seems you need it quickly, you will get our relic for us and return it. Will you do this? Fine, but I should go in first. I have experience with these kinds of collapses. Show them the way. He gestures to the servant, and the servant bows. Let me get this off my head. (laughs) (laughs) I'm going to de-wolf myself. Okay. The transformation takes place. Tira is going to go ahead and pull out her trusted great axe, her old great axe. We have not had a long rest, and so Peter is de- is uh, short on spell slots. I blame the dungeon master. You're at a level now where you cannot expect long rests whenever you want them. Yeah. Yeah. This will be fun. Um, That's short for wah. Yeah. <laughs> Basically. <laughs> Let me collect those tears in my bottle. <laughs> okay. The servant leads you to a corner of the chamber where there is an otherwise well-masked entrance to a, a, a narrow tunnel that leads from this room. Do those sorts of quakes happen often? Have they been happening recently? 
He does not speak to you. Can he understand me or he just is not speaking to me? Well, you're a woman, so he would. <laughs> yeah, right. <laughs> it's hard to tell if he understands. I'm going to pick up my pace to a very determined stride and just say to him, we need to move quickly. He's well aware and uh, he's, he's hurrying down the passageway. All right. And so you're determined stride and you're out distancing. Yes. Or, or you, yeah, you're out distancing Wamberbash and Peter. So you're hurrying along. You're almost having to keep a pace and a half to keep up with Tira. The tunnel winds its way, seeming to progress roughly southeast, Tira. Uh, you're able to keep that in your head as you're moving. Your first sign that you're getting close is a very dusty smell in the air. The sound or the smell of, of collapsed rock. And you hear again in your mind cries and the rumbling of rock. Are there people down here? No. There. And a hand, a wrapped hand, points and you can see a collapsed floor. I heard to the edge. Down below, it's a good 30 feet down, there is a pile of rubble and what looks like a splintered chest. That's about all you can make out. How big is it? The chest itself, it's hard to tell what the dimensions are because it's splintered apart, but probably a good five feet by three feet big. Or let, let's make it four by eight, like a sheet of plywood. So imagine a sheet of plywood. Uh, it was big. But all we need to do is get this stone. Yes. Do we know how big the stone is? You don't. And we can't see it yet. Can't see buried. it. All right. I'm going to, I hurry to the edge and I'm kind of in a stance that I'm leaning out over the edge and I'm looking at all the walls and I'm looking for handholds. I'm looking to see what the state of the structure is here. It looks like, okay, so the room you're in was made for apparently housing this relic. The cavern below looks like it's much more natural. The collapse happened basically centrally above the cavern below. So there's no walls to speak of. So like if you were to climb down, you would have to do it by rope. You wouldn't be able just to climb down a wall. It's not a shaft. Okay. Uh, the walls, if, yeah, the walls of the cavern below are well beyond the collapse. Okay. So it's like a hole in the floor. Yeah. Okay. All right. So then I'm looking down into a big old room. Got it. Got it. Yep. Okay. I was imagining something quite different. So maybe I'm more like down on my knees at the edge of the collapse. Is it dark down there? It is very dark. There is lichen in this room. Okay. But the light but only goes so far. Below. Correct. Right. All right. Uh, you can make out the glint of very faint light on faceted surfaces below. Uh, all right. And just a kind of a shaft of light going down through this hole from the lichen, but not much. Yeah. And I see, you said I saw, I saw kind of faceted light glinting off of... Something down below. Something down below. I think I can see roughly where the stone fell, but I need to get down there. It's at least 30 feet. Ooh, 30 feet, you say? I do say. Hmm. Why, can you jump 30 feet? I can misty step. (gasps) Peter, get down there. (laughs) It would be the easy, you would be the easiest to get down there without having to worry about disturbing any more of the stone in the area. No, the thing is, if I misty step down there, they'll use up the rest of my spell slots. So I will need one of you guys to... Take a rope. Yeah. Get a rope. (laughs) That's what I was going to say. So anyway, so I step up to the edge. I 
point finger guns at the spot that I want to misty step to, and I and suddenly I'm there. You see Peter suddenly dissipate into a cloud of mist. Did you take an end of the rope though, or did you just no? Because you guys can lower can a rope. Yeah, you can okay. toss a rope down. Okay. And you coalesce down at the floor. What can you see, Peter? Is it <clears throat> a lot of dust and stone down here. You also see shattered wood. And hissing animals. The remnants of the chest. And it draped across the chest is a leather cloak. Within the, sh- the shattered remains of the chest, you do see the faint, faint glint of something stone-like. I'm going to pick it up. Pick what up? The faint glint of stone. It is much too large for you to pick up. I'm going to clear away the stuff covering said stone. To do that, you're going to need to shift the cloak. I shift the cloak. As you do, the cloak suddenly billows out. There is a moment of darkness, and then something engulfs your head. It's a dark... It's a... Oh, no. (laughs) Battle. Oh. We see this as we're looking down. You see something dark suddenly flare out, and then suddenly Peter disappears from sight, and then the thing collapses around his head, and you see Peter like stumbling around and <gasps> yanking at this thing I on his head. All right, Peter, you are going to take... Okay, the second attack misses. You're going to take six points of damage as sharp teeth pierce into your head. Wow. Let's roll for initiative. Are you kidding me? 15. 17. Oh, I need to roll too. (laughs) Ooh. 19. Three. (laughs) Okay. Peter, the muscular thing wraps around your head. You feel fangs pierce into your head. And then you're so taken aback that you don't have anything that you can do you don't know how to react. And it, it squeezes again. Natural 20. Oh, no. You feel a tail whip around and it clanks off your scale armor, but I'm going to go ahead and roll single damage for the attack. 13 points of damage. Tira from up above. Uh, let's see, it's Wamberbash next? Yeah, okay. Next. Yeah. Tira and Wamberbash from up above. Uh, you see the thing on his head contract, and you hear a muffled cry of pain from underneath it. And uh, Bash, it is your turn. I'm going to do a mind thrust, a psychic thing on this creature. Okay. Um, you have to succeed on an intelligence saving throw, and that's going to be a, six, a um, 15. It works. Your mind thrust works and hits. And yeah, excellent. Uh, 11 points of damage. The thing writhes. And it takes some damage. Man, that's my action. But as it's hit, you hear another muffled cry of pain because part of that damage is applied to Peter as well. Wait, what? You take five points of damage. Oh, no. Cool. Wamberbash, are you going to do anything else? That's my action. Um, I get movement though, right? Yes. All right, I'm going to... Um, wait a minute. Is transforming an action... That's got to be an action. I, I would imagine it is, but it doesn't yeah. say. Okay, all right. I will, I will stay put for now. I'm okay. down to 29 hit points. Yikes. Okay. Uh, so, Wamberbash, you, you focus your energy. The 
the thing takes effect, you see the effect also on Peter. And I guess you're just so stunned that you rock back on your heels. Yeah, I did not anticipate that. Tira, it's your turn. All right. I'm going to jump down. Oof. I know. I don't know. Do I need to roll anything or? Yeah. So you're going to take, it's 30 feet. So it's going to be 3d6 of falling damage. What? Yep. I have to make a save or anything and then take damage or not? Let's do a dexterity roll to see if you have the damage, have but roll. you're, you're going to roll, roll 3d6. Sure She's I'm looking. Impulsive. Yeah. Okay. And Peter's taking, and Peter's all of a sudden engulfed by a thing. I'm just going to, I'm just going to jump off. Do it. So. Okay. You land awkwardly on the, the rubble below. Mm-hmm. And go ahead and roll 3d6. Oh, grief. Oh, my goodness. Sorry, I forgot which one was my d6. Oh, no. Oh, no. 15. Yikes. There is a crack sound as she lands, and you feel pain shoot up your legs. The pulsing membrane on Peter's head stops its pulsing, and you can feel like its consciousness is probing in your direction. I, well, my plan was to jump down and just seize hold of the cloak and try to pull it off of him. Okay. All right. So you, you can grab hold of it. Yeah. And yank. Yes. I feel like that will do damage yeah, to me. there's teeth in your head. But we don't know that. No, we don't know that. All we see is a contracting. So I'm thinking I'm just going to pull it off of him. Yeah. I thought for certain my psychic thing would not hurt him, but it would just well, be the creature. I guess it's that kind of creature. All right. You need to do a, a strength check. And it's a DC of 16. Okay. Uh, that is going to be a 25. <laughs> In spite of the shooting pain in your legs, yeah. you grab into this thing and what looks like leather ends up being very fleshy. And as you grab, your fingers dig in and you rip it away. There's a sucking sound. And Peter, you feel lancing pain as fire burns across your scalp as the teeth rake the top of your head. You're, you're not going to take damage, but that's just for flavor. And this My thing, hair! <laughs> this thing comes away in your hands, Tira, and it twists around and you see baleful red eyes and rows of sharp serrated teeth and it hisses at you. And it's my turn. Oh my word. <laughs> now it's in my hands. Yep. <laughs> it's going to take two attacks against you. It lunges at you with its teeth. Uh, they clack in front of your face, just inches from your face. There's this fetid breath that washes over you. And then there's this twitching down at the base of the cloak and you feel something barbed reach out and strike at you that's going to hit a tail a barbed tail hits you and does five points of damage you feel a burning sensation across your back through your shirt peter it is your turn you're gasping for breath you couldn't see you couldn't breathe under this thing i'm going to very hastily try and draw my sword and just strike this thing I think I'm also going to slap some divine smite on it. Great, do it. It's going to use Pump a, it up. It's going to use my last spell slot. Okay. It's a good time for it, I'd say. All right. Tira's going, "Oh!" Eleven. <laughs> <laughs> Your sword passes short of it. Um, it does not work. Thankfully, you don't use the divine smite oh, yeah. until after you hit. Womberbash, it is your turn. All right, I'm going to energy beam. Um, I'm going to open up my mouth and shoot a beam. You have to succeed on a dexterity saving, dexterity saving throw. It twists, and the beam just like splashes into the rock next to Tira's feet. Okay. Do you want to move? No. 
Okay. Tira? Can I throw it? Yes. Okay. I'm going to throw it, and then uh, can I throw an attack at the same time, in the same turn? Like, do they count as the same thing? I'm going to say that the throw is a bonus action. Oh, yeah. So I'm going to throw it, and then pull that axe out, and go to where I where it lands, and whack it. You you take this cloak-looking thing, and as you're holding it, it's it's starting to extend, and mm-hmm. it's it's basically... Imagine like a manta ray. Okay, yeah. And it's it's just kind of unfurling. Yeah. And so you're looking at its face and the, the mouth is full of these wicked looking teeth. You throw it and it flips backward maybe 15 feet and then just hovers in the air. All right. So it's not hitting the ground like you were probably expecting it to, but it's still within range of your axe. So All go right, for it. Here we go. Uh, 16. That's a hit. All right. You shear into it with your trusty old axe. Trusty old axe. Max damage. 15. Close. And Balrina streams out of your axe. Mm -hmm. Oh, I get a second attack. Yes, you do. Woohoo! We're going to do that again. (laughs) (laughs) Yes! 20! (laughs) Woo! Critical. Do it up. Two. (laughs) Roll two of them. I roll two damage? Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) Yes. 18 plus 523. <laughs> total of 23 damage? Yeah, because I only add the five once, right? Yeah. Yeah. Okay, yeah, total of 23. Noise. Tira, you throw this thing, it flies across the room and then just hovers in the air, and it you can see its malevolent eyes peering at you. But you, undaunted, you leap forward and you slash into it with your axe, and then you with your backswing, you come back across, and this thing was not expecting that amount of reaction from you. And so it curls up. You can see the, the winglets curl in to protect itself, uh, but you did a great amount of damage to it. Excellent. Nice. So 23 plus whatever the last one was doesn't kill you? Correct. <sighs> he did say that he's matching us against okay, our level and higher. level 18 thing. Okay, it is the thing's turn. Peter, because you're looking a little more vulnerable at the moment, yeah, it comes uh-huh. after you. There's a hit and a miss. So again, the tail misses, but it wraps around your head again. Oh, man. Not again. Of course, he's going to choose the one that attaches it to him because then we can't attack right, he, it. He's rendered my two Nine points of damage. <sighs> I can see Womber Bash like, uh, 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 uh. <laughs> Yeah, like I, I, can't, I can't attack it with either one of my things at this point. 20 hit points remaining. Okay. Oh it is your turn, Peter. Heal yourself, boy. <laughs> Well, you got a thing on your head right now. You're probably not thinking He's going to lay on hands and like put them on the thing <laughs> on instead. On the thing, yeah. No, don't do that. No. <laughs> All right, Peter. I'm going to try and wrench this thing off of my head. Please, nat 20. Close enough. Ooh. It's going to be a 21. Just like Tira before you, you sink your fingers into this thing and you pull. And again, it's that you can feel it tensing around your jaw as it's wrapped around your head. And there's this shrieking so loud that it fills the cavity and it's in your ears, but you you just rip it off. I'm going to just straight up just like throw it right on the ground in front of me. Like, I don't know, let go only like a little bit 
away from the ground so and make sure it actually just like hits the ground it might not do damage yeah. but at least it's satisfaction of just slapping, slapping it, it. Yeah. And misty step back up well i'm out of spell slots <laughs> oh, so, no uh, no you're not because you didn't use that sec- that last no, divine no, spell. misty misty step is level two level two gotcha so yeah. okay gotcha i used all of those spell slots uh Hey, when it says intelligence saving throw, that's still my uh, spell DC, or is it against my intelligence? Your spell DC is your spell DC. Okay. So that does not change unless your proficiency bonus goes up. Then what does it matter if it's dexterity saving throw or intelligence saving throw? My dexterity. I see. So that varies from creature to creature. So say it's a minus one. So I roll, and then whatever I roll, I take one off of it. Okay. So you watch this thing writhing on the ground. It hits with a... Splat and just like tries to right itself, and then it rises back up about chest height. But you are now free of it. I'm going to say a mean thing to it. I say, <clears throat> You stink. <laughs> you want to pump your charisma into that one? <laughs> See if it's intimidated. <laughs> I don't think Eight. it's intimidated. <laughs> it giggles. <laughs> Lomber Bass, it's your turn. Mind thrust, intelligence saving throw. I rolled a 15, and there's more on top of that. It shudders as your spell effect tries to reach out to it. But nothing happens. It begins to drift toward Tira, but it's not its turn. Tira? Uh, Tira's going into a rage. Great. I kind of meant to say that, like, when I rolled that at 20 and I screamed, going into a rage now. Great. And taking off after it with that axe, thinking, why did I cut you in half last time? Uh, so 17. That is a hit. Okay. <laughs> and make sure to roll again for another attack later. <laughs> That's still going to be Six, nine right? points oh, of damage. Nine? Oh, oh, no, wow. no, 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 eight, eight. Eight points of damage. I rolled a one, and it was eight <laughs> points of damage. <laughs> okay, good. All right, and so I'm going to come back around while it's, while it's confused and hurting. Do it again. That's another same thing. So 17. 17. That's a miss. No, it's not. It is not. I contest. Okay, seven plus is 12, 14. Nice. Nice. There's a wet sound as your axe cleaves into it again. It's definitely hurt. He has a boo-boo now. (laughs) (laughs) And it's its turn. It is its turn. With with disadvantage. No, it's attacking her. No, because it's attacking me. It has disadvantage on you guys. How do we know it's attacking her? <laughs> okay, this time it clamps onto your head. Oh, great. Wow. And the tail also comes around, but again, misses. So damage-wise, it's going to be five points of damage total. I rolled ten. Peter, it is your turn. I'm going to yell, rip it off her head. <laughs> rip her head off of it? <laughs> <laughs> rip her head off? <laughs> I'm gonna, I'm gonna. Well, I mean, I'm gonna dash over. I'm gonna try and pry it on off. Okay. Move that Nine stupid book. Eleven. <laughs> That's a miss. <laughs> <laughs> I, I completely missed to just have, even like grab. He it. rips my head off. <laughs> no, I, I completely missed you know the thing in general. I'm just like. <laughs> no, you grab onto it, but it's slick with its own blood and mucus and whatever, and your hands just slip right off of Tira! it. Tira. <laughs> And that's it for your turn? Mm, basically, Great. Yeah. I'm going to mind thrust it. She can take the damage. Okay. Okay. <laughs> Isn't it your turn? No. It's mine. Oh, okay. Mind thrust. I can't take the damage. I don't have very much damage right now, so. Okay. It 
crit uh, crit succeeded. Oh. So she's going to take the full damage, the full brunt of it. Sensing that you're attacking it again, because it's a mental attack on it. Yeah. It's the damage isn't transferred, but it it's just tightening down. Okay. And so go ahead and roll damage against Tira. All ones. I don't understand how this works. That is not all ones. No, it's not. It's ten, 12. So, so you six. take six points of damage, yeah. This thing clamps on your head, and you're in a rage, so it, it almost, you don't even really feel it. Mm-hmm. And it takes none? It takes none. Because it critically succeeded. succeeded. Yeah. But how do I know that? You don't. <laughs> you hear it. <laughs> You hear from inside the enveloping form. <laughs> yep. Your turn. Sorry. All right. <laughs> I'm going to reach up to it and try and throw it off. Okay. So it's going to be your action to get it off. Okay. And then you can throw it also if you want. Right. And then I can use my other attack, right? Yeah. One attack's on. That. Bonus yeah. action to throw it. I'm not sure that's the way that really works, but we'll... We'll go with that. It's, 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 it's my right. house rule. That's right. Yeah. For the story's sake. Yeah. Net 20. Yes! The thing slips off your head uh-huh. and you're, you're just grabbing onto it and you just toss that thing. Let's say it goes the 15 feet again. Okay. And you leap after it with leap your axe. Leap after it with my axe. Your eyes are go. glowing red in the dark. Oh, yeah. All right. Another one of those net 20s would be great. Yeah, that'll do. I mean, that's good uh, enough. So 21 bond. <laughs> So that hits. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Ooh, almost max. Yeah, so uh, 18. You are hereby legally required to stop. <laughs> what? I'm after, winning? After, after we beat this, you are hereby required to stop being so overpowered. No, that's awesome, dude. It okay. is. It's too awesome. You hear a, a piercing shriek that echoes through the cavern. It's still up. What? It's still up. This is a strong creature. Uh, it's going to fly up. Uh, it senses that this is tough going down here. It's going to float up to you, Womberbash, okay. and, and try to latch on to you. Disadvantage. Disadvantage! Does an 18 hit you? That was your uh, lower roll? Yep. It doesn't because I'm going to spell in sci- five side points and do a sudden shift. <laughs> <laughs> How many side points do you have left? Oh, I've got plenty. I, I, I let's see, five, ten. Now remember, you 16. used a bunch in the fight yeah, against. Yeah, I, I haven't used a lot since. Five, ten, sixteen, eight, uh, uh, twenty-one, twenty-three, twenty-three. How many are left? That's twenty-three. Oh, I, I got about nineteen left. Okay. Okay. It floats up and looks very confused when you suddenly drop down. And which way are you shifting? I'm just going to shift like to the right a little bit as much as I can, okay. and not fall off the cliff or whatever. I was hoping you'd fall off. Okay. <laughs> okay, Peter, it is your turn. You are, you now find yourself and Tira down below. Heal divine yourself. Divine, 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 Heal divine. yourself, guess, dude. Guess what time it is. It's not a rain spell. I uh, uh. I put my hand to my side and raise it up. <laughs> and as you can see, it is finger guns. <laughs> are you really going to try to do that instead of heal yourself? Yeah. Okay. <laughs> If we get this thing beat, then we can take a long rest, so get all the spells back, and he can heal. But what happens if he doesn't beat it, and it well, comes down, and then he dies? We'll cross that page when we come to it. Yeah, that was a horrible roll. May <laughs> I please beg on the Dungeon Master's no! mercy? No. Your guiding horrible. bolt streaks up into the darkness, but the thing has apparently shifted far enough away from the edge that you just don't have a good angle on it. 
Wamberbash, it is your turn. All right, I'm going to look right at it, and I'm going to open up my mouth and energy beam this thing. So please um, succeed. do not succeed on a dexterity saving throw. I rolled a 19. You said succeed first, and that's what made him succeed. <laughs> it. Yep. What is going on with your rolls? That's it. Yep. Uh, Tira, you are down here with the shattered chest, mm-hmm. and the stone is inside. I, I mean, but the thing is still the thing is still lurking up. up to where he yep, is. Exactly. All right, I'm going to run over and start digging for the stone. Okay, the chest lid has obviously come jarred loose in the impact. You're able to swing it open, and you see inside. Wait, that makes my rage end. That's right. You haven't taken damage or attacked. I can't attack. He's up there. You could switch to one of your light hammers, and then with your uh, extra attack, throw it at him. That's true. And a javelin, too, I think. I do have a javelin. You have multiple rages, though, so you could go yeah, back into true. it. Yeah, that's true. We can dig attack when- Attack the chest. We can dig when the- <laughs> Attack the chest. <laughs> we can Wait dig- a second. When that creature attacked me, should her mom have uh, attacked it? No, she imposes disadvantage on yes. its attack rolls, which I did. Oh, okay. That's why I said, when he said 18, I'm like, that was your lower roll? I rolled a 19, and then I rolled an 11, but with the bonus. Pluses and yep. yada yada. All right. Uh, all right, no, I'm just going to, uh, he says inside the chest still? The stone is, yes. Okay. We can so it basically, basically when the chest fell, yeah. it hit flat, mm-hmm. and the sides basically busted out. Okay. So the lid basically dropped down on top of it. So when you open the lid. Can I just move it and it's just there? Yeah, the stone is there. Can I pick it up? It looks very heavy. Uh, You can go ahead. Strength of 20. You do. (laughs) You can go ahead and try. All right. Uh, It's a DC of 18 for you to lift it by yourself. Okay. Uh, She's going to succeed. Yes. All right. Let me describe it before you you go this route. We'll keep the roll. So that's fine. When you open the lid, you basically shift the lid off to the side where it clangs down with a crash. The stone is exposed. Imagine like the dark crystal mm-hmm. from the movie. This big purple oblong piece of crystal. It's multifaceted and it lies there glimmering in the light and light from above. All right. So I, I reach in with both arms and just and yeah. I pick it up. Gotcha. I've got it. Okay. What are you going to do with it now? Roll me a constitution check. Okay. She needs to tie a rope on that jump. 12. Was it a saving throw? <laughs> you immediately vomit all over the stone. Okay. Uh, it is... A huge star stone. Yeah. <laughs> yes. <laughs> this yeah. sacred object of the wood yeah. tiny that's been held in this cavern for hundreds of years gets picked up by a little dwarf and It'll promptly gets puked on. It's not going <laughs> to absorb into it, yeah. <laughs> okay. Just hose it off when we get back up. <laughs> Your mother screams inside your head. You are sucked back to that moment of the collapse in the delve. You look down to see your bare arms scarred, and not scarred, but lacerated Mm -hmm. and bleeding. And you see again the reaching hand of your mother. Tira, help me. (gasps) I drop it. It falls back down into the shattered chest and lies there glinting. And I drop to my knees. The thing lurches after you, Wamberbash, desperate to make a, an attack. Okay. The wraparound does not work. 
and the tail, the barbed tail swings at you and you dodge out of the way effectively. Peter, your turn. Already. Um, Heal yourself. I am out of spell slots, good oh. sir. Lay on hands. Bam. Uh, Do something, dude. You're, I mean, you're hurting, man. That's five per paladin level. Five per paladin level, right? Mm-hmm. Right, so that's going to be a nice 30 or so hit points. You can dump it all on yourself, or you you can do it in any increment you want. Mm. All on yourself. Yeah, I'm thinking I'm just gonna dump it all on myself. Okay, that'll be your action. Wombash, your turn. Um, am I close enough for a panabas hit on this? Yes. Thing? All right, I'm gonna take my panabas and do it because you're you're succeeding too much on. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You're right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's right. I'm you, going used to, you used to always do it, and now, like, yeah. the last couple of games, you're like, you're never done. I'm like, dude, stop. All right, I'm going to spend seven. I'm sorry, I can't. I can't at that time. Yeah, I'm still on six. Six is your max. Six. Okay, now I'm hurting as far as... Uh... Do you have a luck point? I do have one luck point left. Unless you used it. No. No, we I said ha- don't waste it on that. That's yeah. right. Come Roll on. worse. Roll worse. Come on, you Give me can one. do it. Dad, you what is wrong with it. you? No! <laughs> one. Red, no, no, no. I. Why did you say roll worse? <laughs> what did you roll? A one. Okay. You swing and the thing dips its wing. Your panabas hits the stone edge of the collapse. And I'm going to roll a d4. On a one or a two, your panabas is going to break. Okay. I rolled a four. There is a shower of sparks as the blade hits the stone and there's a jarring sensation in your arms and for a moment you think, I've done it. I've broken my panavas. But you lift it and there's a big chip out of the blade but other than that, it's intact. Okay. Okay. Tira, is that all you want to do? I think so. Okay, Tira, (laughs) your turn. Okay, um, what are my options at this point? I'm no longer in range of the thing. I guess I can pull out my javelin and try and harpoon it. Yeah, it keeps yeah. drifting. It, you see, yeah. it, you see it kind yeah. of floating back out over space as it yeah. lunge. It's gathering itself for a lunge at Wamberbash. All right, I'm gonna throw uh, the javelin. Pull out the javelin. Okay. Although I guess at first I have to stand back up because I've just been like weeping over my mother's dead body. Yeah. So after shaking myself out of that and looking up to see what's actually happening around me now. Pull out the javelin and throw it. And that's not going to hit because it's only a 10. Okay. While we're bash, something goes arcing over your head and clatters into the darkness (laughs) behind. (laughs) This was going so well, and now it's going so poorly. It lunges at you, Wamber Bash. Oh, great. (laughs) Uh, Now that you're no longer in a rage, does Balrena go away? I think so. I think she goes away when I'm not in a rage anymore. It latches onto your head, Wamber Bash. Okay. And does nine points of damage as it bears down on your head. You feel like your head's about to split. Now, I have the temporary hit points. Do I just remove from that? So would it be five? Yes, correct. And then the tail uh, misses. Peter. Well, you see, the problem uh, that I face at the moment is I'm out of spell slots and I have no ranged weapons. I could try and throw my mace if I wanted to. Or seeing that Tira has... Try to lift the stone. Maybe you can try and help. I, I don't know. I think, at, I think at, this, at this moment, Peter does not want to uh, mess with Starstone. He's in a moment of clarity at the moment. Is there any way for me to climb up 
No. no. Okay. Again, you're in a large chamber that expands beyond the chamber above it. And so the walls are not climbable. Hmm. All right, then. Believe in yourself, Womberbash. <laughs> ba- Bash, it's your turn. Okay, I am going to... You gain plus one morale for my encouragement. <laughs> Toppling shift. As a bonus action, you shift to an incredibly small size, then suddenly return to normal, sending an opponent flying backward. Choose one creature you can see within five feet of you. It must succeed on a strength saving throw or be knocked prone. Okay, I'm going to say that the prone effect is not going to take... Right, yeah, that makes sense. Because it's flying. So um, I, I spend two side points and it happens as a bonus action. So should I do something first and then use this? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Like okay. It, if you can somehow knock it down to the ground, I'll say, well... Or, or actually, I could knock it further back away from me, I guess. Or, maybe back out over space so that they can see it. Yeah, maybe. So let, let me action first. I'm going I'm to try to just open up my mouth and do energy beam while it's on my head. Pass a 15 dexterity. It hits. Yes, baby. <laughs> Maybe it's the weakness from the wounds that it's received, but it's slower. Uh, seven points of damage. Uh, what did you use? Oh, I used um, fire. Fire lances out from your mouth and splashes onto this thing, and there's a scream because uh, the light seems to affect it. Ooh. So then I uh, spend two, po- two side points for um, toppling shift, and I shift down to an incredibly small size and then return to normal, sending the opponent flying backward. So I should no longer be in its grasp, I suppose. You weren't. Oh, it like was, it was on wrapped on my head. Ah, okay. So you're going to take half the damage then. I forgot it was wrapped around your head. Uh, so it took... Three points of that damage, you take the other three. As the fire, it's basically contained. <laughs> this, it goes <laughs> like a big bubble. <laughs> and then smoke And I'm like, ow. <laughs> I didn't think that one through. You come out. You're, Neither did he, apparently. You, cut, you come out and your eyebrows, beard, and hair are all, all gone. Absolutely <laughs> gone. <laughs> your face is it's like Seamus in uh, uh, Oh, yeah, in Harry, Harry Potter. Potter between Joseph cast a spell. It takes the damage, you take the damage, and then you, yeah, you pop out and then come up underneath it and you like flip, it, it does an actual flip out into the space over the uh, chamber below. Okay. Tira, it is your turn. Oh, goodness. Well, I just toss my javelin away. Yeah. You have a light hammer too, I, I do think. have a light hammer. I guess I can chuck that at it. Might as well. Meanwhile, the two, or at least the guy who led us down here is just standing there watching us. Yeah, what's what, he going? What, what can I do? <laughs> no, no, no. The, the other the guy. Oh, oh, that guy. I was like, yeah, what do you expect from me? 20 mod 20. Yes. Okay, uh, roll for damage. Okay. <laughs> that is a... Is there special inertia uh, damage? Oh, man, this one stinks. Yeah, it's not great. You've recalculated from your javelin throw. You've, you've got yeah. the feel of it now, and so you take your hammer... This is this the plus five or the plus two? If you're throwing it, it's your dexterity modifier that's added, so it's the plus two. Okay. Please, Max. <clears throat> okay. Nope. Three. Three whole points. <laughs> hey, it's better than nothing. Uh, you swing the hammer a couple times, and then mm-hmm. you just toss it straight up. Okay, so that's also gone. <laughs> He's like, ow. <laughs> <laughs> it hits the underside Bonk. of this thing and then just falls back down. You're dexterous enough that you grab it by the handle as it comes back down. It releases a moan. There's just this horrible sound that emanates from it. All of you roll a wisdom saving throw. 
11. 9. Uh, give me a sec. I'm not good at math. That's... I'm sorry, 12. It's 12. It's 12. It's like 24. Peter, you are unaffected. Tira and Womberbash, you both feel horribly frightened. Tira, you're going to cower against the wall. Womberbash, uh, you basically cringe back from it. Suddenly, it, it's floating, evil-looking form looks horrible to you. Okay. Uh, so you're both frightened. It'll float towards you and attack you. Great. And miss both of them. Yes. Uh, I guess it was so involved in its moan <laughs> <laughs> that it gave up. Peter, your turn. Could I perceivably light a torch and then proceed to throw it in one turn? Yeah. I'll say it's an action to light and then a bonus action to throw. I will do that. Is that what you're, you're throwing it? Mm-hmm. Okay. At, at the creature. Okay. Go for it. All right. Uh, Just roll a... It's an improvised weapon, so if you hit, it'll be a 1d4. I'm not uh, going to hit. The torch lights after your attempt to, uh, to strike it, and then it gutters as it flies up and falls short and then tumbles back down where it lands in the stone and the flame douses out. Womberbash, your turn. You are frightened, so you need to move away from it. Okay. Um, all right. I will... Uh move away from it i'm sorry you can't move closer to it willingly and if you're going to attack it you're going to do so with disadvantage how does that work on something that i don't have to do a damage uh thing i'll take advantage on it so if you're going to cast i don't want that either (laughs) um i'm going to light a torch and i'm going to have a a torch in my left hand and hold it at least okay um and then that's that's an action yeah okay that's Okay. Okay, that's all I'm going to do. Tira, um, you can attack. You can throw your hammer again, um, but it'll be with disadvantage. It's still up above, yeah. back on the where we descended from. Yes. It's hovering in the space above you. Well, I'm cowering against the floor. Yeah. You can still attack, but you can't move closer to it willingly. All right. I guess I'll just do that. With disadvantage, yeah. Roll two nat 20s. That would be ideal. Nope. Nine plus, so, well, 17. That's a hit. Yes! <laughs> the hammer flashes out of your hand. You're terrified to do it. It's like you're, mm-hmm. you're hesitant. You've seen what it's been doing, and just the, fe- the thought of that thing wrapping around your head again is terrifying to you. But you power through it and throw that hammer. Ooh. Close. All right, so uh, five. Great. Nice. <laughs> the hammer bursts through. There's a shower of gore from the top side of it as the hammer comes through. It curls up around the hammer. You hear a shriek, and then it plummets straight down to the floor where it lands with a splat. (laughs) Nice! It hits and rolls onto its back, and then the winglets just flap open, and you see your hammer exposed, and it's dead. Yes! Congratulations, you have killed a cloaker... Which is a level eight, a CR eight challenge. Grief. Um, this is where we're going to end it. We'll pick up here next time. Okay. Uh, so that's the end of this episode. Good fight. Uh, again, I wanted it to be challenging. I think it was. <laughs> yeah. So let's go ahead and give you five experience for that, and let's hear the Norse battle. Tira, for the idea to park my horse behind the waterfall. Yeah. Yeah. Take one. Um, let's see. And while I understand that uh, Charity kind of got the reward for hitting, I do think that Tira should get maybe like one experience point for that 
attack for that for ripping it off my head, throwing it, and then coming in with an attack, and yeah. then following up with the natural. 20. I'm gonna give you two for that because that was just pretty cinematic there. <laughs> um. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> uh, I, I like how Tira took charge and got us through, walked us through um, the whole um, take one. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Going, getting to. Yes, exactly, exactly. Well, then Thane should get some for his for speaking up afterwards. Yeah, why don't you take? I got tongue tied. Why don't you take a couple also? Peter? Then what about me turning into a wolf too? I yeah, true. yeah, yeah. That take, was two. Good. take two. Yeah. Yes. <laughs> Great. Any other experience? I think that's good. Yeah. Way to go. Um, I wanted this to be a good fight. Um, there are some things going on. Wanted to weave some more things into the story. I hope you enjoyed it. Let's get the recap. Okay. <laughs> Uh, Tira is 73 points into level 8. Wamurbash is 80 points into level 8. 93. Great. Okay. Making progress. You're almost there, Peter. You can taste it. Again, good job with the fight. I knew it was going to be a challenge. Again, you're seeing some very odd things in this area. There's reasons for it. And I'll let you all think about that. Stackers, what did you think? And we will see you here again next time at Stack of Dice. How were you able to carry these? Well, I had them in my bag. But they didn't bother you? I feel ill. You're holding them in your in yeah, put, put the palm in a, of your put hand. Put them in a pack yeah. or something. Um, uh, okay, um. Put them in your brazier. what? <laughs> I'm gonna. In your corset. Yeah, yeah, because she wears a corset. <laughs> um.